Hey there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Web Slingers podcast. Uh, this is the one show we talk about all things Spider-Man and the Marvel Universe. And this is going to be a very Falcon and Winter Soldier-centric episode. We're going to be talking all about the finale and the overall series as a whole. And we're going to take some of your guys' Q&A questions. It's going to be a big thing. Um, we do have a couple of Q&A questions that really don't have anything to do with Falcon and Winter Soldier, but we're going to cover them anyway because... They were originally supposed to be news topics, but then a bunch of people started sending them. But then I, you know, a bunch of people started sending in these questions. Um, so I decided since we're going to make this a very Falcon or Soldier centric episode, we're just going to cover them as news topics, but in the Q and A segment. So, uh, thank you to uh, uh, the three people who sent in the uh, non related topics for the Web Series podcast. Um, uh, we're going to talk about those in a second, but first we got to talk about Falcon Order Soldier, and uh, we are going to. This is going to be very spoiler filled. So if you have not seen Falcon Order Soldier yet, if you haven't seen the finale, fair warning: this is going to be full filled with spoilers, and even the Q and A questions are going to have are going to be filled, loaded with spoilers for the Falcon Order Soldier. Okay, we're not here to talk about Mortal Kombat. We're not here to talk about. Uh, <laughs> we're not here to talk about. Any other, um, any other movie-related topics, um, we are simply going to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier um, and how it's going to tie into the MCU and how and the things it left open, the things that it wrapped up. Like we're just going to talk about all of it. So let's go ahead and let's 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 start talking about it. You guys know. Um, I have overall loved Falcon or Soldier. Episode one, I thought was great. Episode two, I thought was 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 really good. Uh, was really great. Um, episode three, I thought was very was awesome. Episode four, I thought was awesome. Episode five was really great. What did I think of the finale? I love the finale. Like I love the finale. Uh, this to me was a very great finale. Um. I watched it a couple times, and I can say that, yes, I, you know, if I were to give the finale as an individual episode a score, I would give it a 10 out of 10. Um, it's, a, it's a great finale. Perfect finale. Does everything I wanted it to do. Um, does everything I thought I hoped it would do. Um, so let's talk about this. So um, one thing I loved about the finale was, first of all, um, I did not, when, when it was, when everyone talked about who should get the shit, who should become the next Captain America, Sam or Bucky, who should be the next Captain America? I said neither of them because I don't believe there should be another Captain America other than Steve Rogers. And I'm not the only person who thought this, by the way. There's a few people out there who thought the exact same way. However, the way they executed this, the way they executed the uh, this uh, this this story, and uh, and Sam taking up the mantle of Captain America, I thought was very cool, and I even loved the suit. I thought I thought the suit looked cool. Um, I liked the idea of him uh, having these little booster rockets beneath the wings. 
Um, I love that one moment where he throws the shield out the window and then flies and catches it in midair. Like, it was awesome. Um, uh, and, yeah, they they... I didn't think this show would do it, but they got me to, to buy into this idea of Sam being the next Captain America. And I'm okay with that. I am I am now okay with it. Now that I've seen the episode, now that I know the context of it all, I'm okay with it. You know? Um, I love the fact that his suit is from Wakanda. Um, they established that in last week's episode that his suit was made from Wakanda, um, because I did not want it. Here's what I did not want it to be. I did not want it to be a, like, like Rhodey drops it off at his door and goes, oh, hey, Pepper Potts made you this. You know, I didn't want it to be that. I thought it, it would be more interesting if we just had, um, like maybe have the Wakandans. Because it would make more sense for the Wakandans to give. Plus, I mean, Bucky, you know, feels like he owes Sam a favor, you know. So there's there's that. Um. Um. So there so there's that. Um. Let's talk. Speaking of Bucky, let's <clears throat> let's talk about that. Let's. Uh, let's talk about the the moment with Bucky. Um he goes to the old the old man's house, the the Yuri's, uh who is the uh the old man whose son uh Bucky murdered as the winter soldier. Um I love the fact that they actually had him go over there and confess to his murder. And I like the fact that they didn't do the whole cliche because they could have done the whole cliche thing of, of, you know, um, but Bucky tells Yuri and then Yuri goes, "I forgive you" and hugs him. They could have done that whole cliche. No, it ends up being incredibly sad where he walks out and he sees the old man through the window and he just like puts his hand on the, on I think he puts his hand on the glass and just like, like. The only friend he ever had is gone. You know, it's like, I mean, until he started making things right with Sam. This, obviously, the old man was his friend more than uh, Sam was at that uh, at that point. Um, um, and I, I love the the this new kind of um, like, uh, the the new kind of. Uh, Chemistry and uh, the back and forth uh, camaraderie that uh, that uh, Sam and Bucky have now, I think it's going to play very well into the future of the MCU. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, and uh, I thought it was great. I thought I thought I thought it was great. Um, let's talk about John Walker for a second. I was for sure. I for sure thought that John Walker was going to become a bad guy. And that he was like my theory going into this, I thought one. I thought they were gonna have two post credit scenes. Okay, I thought one. I thought I thought post credit scene number one was going to be a post credit scene with John with John Walker, and um, uh, uh, John Walker and 
uh, him going to the Raft prison, and then General Thunderbolt Ross um, uh, walks in and walks in front of his cell, throws him a file that says Project, I don't know, Project Thunderbolts, you know? I, that's what I thought the the post credit scene was gonna be. I thought they were gonna set up a Thunderbolts movie, have him become a, have him become a bad guy. But I will say, the theory was right. My theory was right. I I had said I believe they're gonna end up making him U.S. agent in the finale. I think he's gonna. I think now he's gonna abandon the Captain America persona and he's going to become. USA, and we see that moment with him and Julia uh, Louis Dreyfus, and she looks at him and says, "You are now U.S. agent." And I love it. I thought it was so cool, and I even love the outfit. I think the outfit looks cool and uh, and really badass. Um, but one thing I was not expecting, I was not expecting him to, um, have a kind of like a a hero mo- moment. <clears throat> I uh, was not expecting him to become a hero by the end of this uh, uh, this episode, which he does. Um, there's you know there's that moment where uh, the truck is about to fall, um, and he goes in to save the these people, uh, those people that are in the the truck, and um. I really thought that was really nice too. I thought the way they handled that was um was really great and really uh, powerful almost. Um and um yeah, I and I love the fight with him and uh Carly um and uh and then I love how him and Bucky kind of trick um trick the other flag smashers into meeting them at a location and uh them get ended ending up getting arrested was really cool. Um but I really want to talk about Sharon Carter. We've we've my theory was right. I told you. I told everything I told all I told you guys. But what did I say? Sharon Carter is the power broker. What I tell I told you guys, Sharon Carter is the power broker. Now I also was open to the other possibilities, like Zemo, um, being at one point being the power broker. I, I was into the other ideas. I was I was into those. You know, hell, I was I was even starting to think, hey, Julia Louise Dreyfus just kind of shows up out of nowhere. Could she be the power broker? You know, I, even I had that moment in my head, but I said for a while, my the the one that I went with is uh, Sharon Carter because f- so many moments they cut back to Sharon Carter doing something behind Sam and Bucky's back, and then we get that reveal. She shoots back truck, and then she. Uh, and then she uh, attempts to kill Carly, but Carly ends up uh, shooting her. And then I love that fight between her, her uh, between Carly and Sam. Um, that that great fight that happens between the, and the fact that Carly's just beating on him, going 
fight me, fight back. And then Sharon shoots her. And this gorgeous shot, it reminded me of this great comic image from uh, from uh, the Batman Death in the Family storyline of Bruce Wayne. You see Bruce Wayne uh, as Batman just carrying the dead body of uh, Jason Todd's uh, Robin after he was um, after he was uh, 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 blown up by after the building that he was in was blown up by the Joker, you know. And that's what this shot reminded me of. The shot of Sam carrying um, Carly's body out of, you know, out into the public. Gave me those flashbacks, man. Gave me those flashbacks. And um, I also really loved the speech he gave. Um, talking about him being um, uh, uh, an Afri- uh, a, a black man wearing stripes. Um Thought that was a very powerful speech. Very well done. Um, and also getting me to understand the position of the Flash. Because the whole time, the Flash Smashers are clearly doing the wrong thing. But they're doing it because they believe they're, they are doing... They believe what they're doing is right. That's what makes them such compelling villains. That's what makes the villains... So that's what makes all villains very compelling is if they're number one, they're scary. And number two, they believe in what they're doing is right. And that's what makes the Flag Smashers so intimidating as villains is because they do wholeheartedly believe that they are in the right. And I love that Sam says, if you don't change, you're going to start a whole other, you're going to bring back another one of those. You know, and I thought that was just powerful. So I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to think of anything else that stands out to me as um, positive. Uh, uh, really trying to think hard here. Um, oh, this is one that I. This is my favorite moment of the episode and my favorite moment in the series. Um, so far, and I say so far. Um, meaning if they do a season two, which I do believe they will. The scene where Isaiah goes to the museum and sees that he's got his own section dedicated to him. Oh, that just emotionally hit so hard because when Isaiah was first introduced, I felt so bad for him and then you hear his conversation with sam in the last episode it made me feel even more i thought isaiah was the was the best character of the show and he wasn't in the show that much but i thought he was the best character in the show because he he brought out the for me i felt like he was the more emotionally um compelling of the of all the characters in this show and that moment where he goes and sees that whole area of the museum that's dedicated to him. I just about went, oh my gosh, that was so powerful. Just the, um, and, and him, um, just like almost breaking down into tears. It was just such a great, great moment. I was like, I, 
it just made me feel like finally he got he gets what he deserves, you know, because he was never appreciated for anything that he did, and that was his issue. That was one of his problems. And I loved that they gave it to him. They gave him exactly what he's always wanted. And that was so powerful for me. And I just, I loved it. That was amazing. Um, uh, those, and it was my favorite part um, of not just of the entire episode, but just the entire show. It's my favorite scene in the entire series so far, you know. Um, what else do I want to bring? Oh, <laughs> once again, Zemo gets the last laugh. Uh, yeah. So Zemo, um, uh, had his, uh, his butler go in and rig the truck with an explosive and blew up the rest of the flag smashers before they were able to get away. And I love that. I thought it was so amazing the way they the way they did that and the way they um um and and just that that shot of Zemo uh in his cell as he just kind of looks, you know, he's obviously looking at towards the camera, but when he looks towards the camera and just you get that sense of oh. Zemo got the last laugh, you know, and also Zemo, just like Isaiah, Zemo got exactly what he wanted, you know, because remember when we first see him in this show, he wanted to get rid of super soldiers. Now he hasn't 100% complete the mission because, you know, John Walker and um, uh, John Walker is still running around as a super soldier. Um and then Bucky, there's Bucky's also running around as a super soldier. But he was able to at least take out the people who would create more super soldiers. And I thought that was just spectacular. Uh, it was amazing. Um, so, let's see. Uh... Oh, I'm trying to think what else do I want to bring up here. Um, I'm sure you guys are going to bring up a bunch of stuff in these Q&A questions, so let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and move on to the uh, Ask the Spider-Verse segment. Let's go ahead and... Uh, oh, my score for the overall series. Overall, I thought the series as a whole was fantastic. Once again, um, I... Um, we're going to talk about it later, but I do prefer WandaVision over Falcon and Soldier. That being said, Falcon and Soldier is still... Really fantastic. It it is um, emotional. It is gritty when it needs to be, and it br brought out almost everything that I wanted. It didn't give me exactly what I wanted, but most of the stuff that they gave me, I was pretty satisfied with. And um, I can't wait to see where they go next. And uh, overall, I'm gonna give Falcon over a soldier. I will overall give it a 9.5. I thought it was a great series, just not quite a 10. It had a couple of episodes, um, especially episodes two, um, where I was kind of like, eh, really? Nah, this isn't really my type of thing. Um, but overall, it's just, I, I thought it was 
that was great. That was really, really awesome. And um, again, Loki, <laughs> Loki, you have really big shoes to fill. You have really big shoes to fill because you're coming off of WandaVision, which I think is perfect. Uh, and then Falcon War Soldier, which I thought was just as good. Um, so yeah, you got some, you, oh, Loki, you, you <laughs> got some big shoes to fill, buddy. So, um, all right, let's go and move on to the Ask Spider-Verse segment. Um, again, the first three questions are not going to have anything to do with Falcon or Soldier, but I do want to address it. Um, first one, uh, did you see the Shang, the Shang, uh, the Shang-Chi trailer? If so, what are your thoughts? Um, I did see the trailer for Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi or however you want to pronounce it. Um, I did see the trailer for Shang-Chi. I'm excited. I'm very, very looking. I'm very, very excited for uh, this movie. Um, This is my second most anticipated Marvel uh, MCU movie behind Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I am super excited for this. Um, I think it has... It has the potential to be exactly um, everything that we want it to be, plus a hundred percent more. Um, the fact that they're making a movie with almost a ninety looks what looks like a ninety percent Asian cast, um, I think is great. Um, just like Black Panther made a movie with mostly African American actors, um, this movie's doing the same thing. It's gonna, they're going to make a movie with a mostly a predominantly uh, predominant Asian cast. Um, I thought the visuals looked great. I thought the song choice for the trailer was fantastic. Um, I loved, loved, loved the man, uh, the Tony Leung's um, voiceover in the trailer. Um, it's time for you to take your place by my side. That's not going to happen. And then, boom, just like, yes. This, and also there's, I got a little bit of, um, everyone has mentioned this, but I got the vibes of uh, of uh, Crouching Tiger, uh, Hidden Dragon, which um, I, I think is the vibe that they're going for with this. Um, yeah, I just, I'm so excited for this for this movie. I can't, I can't wait. Um, it comes out the weekend before my birthday. So I'm really excited for it. (laughs) Obviously I'm obviously this is going to be a movie I see on my birthday. I mean, come on, this is going to be a movie. I go out on my birthday. I'm going to go watch this movie. Then I'm going to go probably the KFC (laughs) because that's what I like to do. I like to go see a movie. I like to go eat out afterwards, you know? Um, and I'm going to spoil myself on my birthday by seeing this movie in IMAX. So there we go. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, I can't wait for this movie. So there, there's that. Um, all right. I'm going to take a drink of my, uh, uh, Diet Pepsi here as I read the next question. Uh, thoughts on Russell Crowe playing Zeus in Thor 4. Um, thoughts on Russell Crowe playing Zeus and Thor for, um, it's interesting. <clears throat> um, 
I didn't know Zeus was a Mar. I didn't know Zeus was part of the Marvel universe. Um, I'll be honest. I'm, this is just one of those aspects that I wasn't familiar with in the Marvel universe. Um, I knew about a lot of other characters, but uh, I wasn't familiar with the fact that Zeus was in the Marvel universe. I knew he was part of the DC universe, um, just because of Wonder Woman, just because of the Wonder Woman stuff, um, and also the uh, the Shazam element of it all. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't familiar with, um, him being in the Marvel Universe, though. So, yeah, that would be interesting. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Um, alright, and the next question. Uh, did you see that James Gunn has confirmed the first draft of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Um... Oh, is finished. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So let me read read, uh, read this question again because I messed up on it. Uh, did you see? Uh, hold on. Did you see that James Gunn has confirmed the first draft of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Wow, I'm I'm so bad at reading this guy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, did you see that James Gunn has confirmed? The first draft of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is finished. That question is not phased right at all. I don't know who wrote that, who brought this. I can't remember. I, I'm going to have to look into who brought this question because you, the person, this person's going to learn how to phase the question a lot better. Um. So, yes, James Gunn has confirmed. I, I think he wants my thoughts on the. I'm, I'm sure he's asking about my thoughts on it. Um, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, James Gunn uh, put out on his Instagram that he finished writing the first draft for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, obviously, I'm super excited for this. I cannot wait. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, is something that I've been um, wanting to see return um, since uh, since that since we last left them in Endgame. Um, I am super excited to see how they, how James, <coughs> wow, uh, continues the story of these characters, and, um, and I'm very excited with the fact that this holiday special is actually going to tie into the, the third film, which is going to be, uh, very interesting to see. So, there's that. All right. Uh, all right, so... Let's go ahead and move. Let's go ahead and start answering some Falcon and Winter Soldier related questions. And and this one uh, is: Do you think we will see Isaiah again in the MCU? Yes, I do believe we will see Isaiah again in the MCU. Um, it's as far as when I don't know. Maybe it will be in Falcon and Winter Soldier season two. Maybe it will be in uh, Captain America four. Now that they've confirmed that a Captain America four is happening. Um, Maybe maybe they'll do that. So there's so who knows? Uh what do you think they will call Falcon and Winter Soldier now that Falcon will be Cap and Bucky will be White Wolf? Well, we now know that at, because at the end of this um at the end of this uh episode, the the show is now called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So it sounds like Bucky's going to keep the name the Winter Soldier. 
if I'm remembering that correctly, I believe it, the, the title did say Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll have to see uh, um, how... But I do like... I will say, I do like the idea of Captain America and the White Wolf. I like that idea. Um, I, I, like the I like the sound of that title. All right. Uh, now that Captain America 4 is happening, do you think they will bring the Power Broker storyline into the film? Uh, absolutely. <clears throat> For one, I think the Power Broker, a.k.a. Sharon Carter, is going to be a big factor in the MCU going forward. I think what's going to happen is that she's going to be the ultimate cause of armor wars. And that is going to lean heavily. I think this is what I, this is just what I believe. I think Falcon Winter Soldier is going to definitely tie into armor wars, right? And I believe armor wars is going to directly tie into, um, uh, to Cap 4. Because I I believe Sharon Carter is going to be one of those wrong hands that Tony Stark's technology falls falls into. You know? Because remember, Kevin Feige, when, when they announced Armor Wars, he said that the premise of the show was what happens when Tony's worst fear comes to light. And that worst fear is his tech falling into the wrong hands. So, I do believe that Sharon Carter, a.k.a. the Power Broker, is going to be the wrong hands. And I'm really excited to see how that turns out. Um, uh, do you think the Flag Smashers are good or bad? I think they're very good villains. I, they're not... They are not... I still think... My top three favorite villains in the MCU are still... Thanos is number one. Vulture is number Vulture from Spider Man Homecoming is number two, and then uh, Killmonger from Black Panther is number three. Um, and then if I'm doing the top five, number four I actually have Ultron. Number number four I have Ultron. Number five I have Loki. Um, but but um. Yeah, no, the, the Flag Smashers, I thought they were very compelling villains. I thought their motivations made sense, and the reason why they were doing the things that they were doing, I thought also made sense. So, yeah, I don't get what people are complaining about, the Flag Smashers being bad villains. I don't get that complaint at all. Um, all right. Uh, Zemo is at the ref. Could this possibly set up a Thunderbolts movie? You know what's funny? It's funny you, met, you bring that question in, because that's what I was thinking of. I, I said earlier in the in the show, my theory going into this finale was that John Walker was going to go to the Raft prison and that they were going to set up a Thunderbolts movie and the Thunderbolts team would would be um the two the two main guys of that team would be Zemo and uh John Walker which would be really cool honestly like let's let's be honest like that'd be really cool <laughs> like <laughs> you know <clears throat> But um, I am interested to see how they do this. Uh, could it possibly set up a Thunderbolts movie down the road? Absolutely. You know, we've seen Marvel do that before where characters who are in a certain position 
with, could come back to play in later films. You know, um, example. Uh, what's a good example? Uh, um, oh, Ronan was introduced in Guardians uh, when, uh, you know, Ronan was introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy. Who did they bring back in Captain Marvel? Ronan the Accuser, you know. So Marvel always does that. Marvel always finds a way to bring these characters who are still in the universe, bring them back into the fold somehow. And that's what they did with Zemo. And that's what they did with uh, Jimmy Woo and, um, and oh, uh, Darcy in WandaVision. They brought these characters who were in the universe still, and they brought them back in, in WandaVision. So... So absolutely, um, I do believe that at some point this could be the stepping stone for a Thunderbolts film. So there's that. All right, uh, Sharon is the power broker. Zeke, what are your thoughts? Um, it's exactly what I thought. I knew, I knew. I, I said my theory. I do. Be I believed that Sharon when. First of all, in episode two, no, was it episode two? Or, no, it was episode three. Sorry. At the end of episode three, I said, Sharon's up to no good. Sharon is up to no good. And then when she, when it was revealed that, you know, when she was on the phone with somebody in the last week's episode, I said, you know, I'm starting to believe Sharon could be the, the power broker. And what happens? She's the power broker. So you can technically say that um, I called it. There it is. Um, all right. Now that Falcon and Winter Soldier is over, which do you prefer? Falcon and the Winter Soldier or WandaVision? Um, <clears throat> uh, WandaVision. Don't get me wrong. Falcon and Winter Soldier is fantastic. And actually, it's funny. I was just talking to... Um, uh, to Robert about this last night, uh, I said, um, the reason why I love, I love WandaVision more is because WandaVision, first of all, it gave me everything that I wanted that show to be. I wanted that show to be exactly what it was. I love the finale. I don't care what you mother, sorry, mother bleeps say about the finale. Um, I really love the finale. Um, I love I love everything about WandaVision. I think it's perfect. It's my second favorite piece of MCU storytelling behind Captain America the Winter Soldier. It it it's a great it's a great story and I thought it was fantastic. Um but the main reason why I love that show is because it deals with a it it's different. It's different. You know, Falcon and Winter Soldier although yes the storyline is different the tone of that show is very much in the same tone as uh the winter soldier and civil war which i've already i which i love those movies but i've seen that tone before this so when i was watching falcon and winter soldier i almost got like a little bit of uh deja vu because i've seen this tone before you know i've seen this this <clears throat> kind this type of world before in the mcu i never saw when when it came to WandaVision, I don't think I'd ever seen something like that happen before. Where you're going to do a show 
where each episode covers a new decade in sitcom. While you're also developing this really interesting kind of um, X-Files-like mystery of, of like, you have people on the outside, on uh, you have S.W.O.R.D. on the outside trying to figure out what exactly is going on. You have Monica Rambeau in there who ends up uh, uh, gaining her own uh, abilities. Um, what they did with Wanda I thought was spectacular. What they did with Vision, like the fact that Vision is actually one of the rare Marvel characters who is still who is still dead and they're not going to fake kill him. I love that. Um and uh yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. Um and also WandaVision also I think has the greatest quote in all the MCU other than my favorite line from Infinity War which is um the hardest choices require the strongest will. Um, my second favorite line in the MCU is Visions, what is grief if not love persevering? Oh, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna curse. Fuck you, Kevin Feige. <laughs> Why do you make everything so great? Seriously, screw that guy. Like, <laughs> why, you just have to do everything so perfectly and just tell these perfect stories, man. Why don't they give us good stuff like this anymore? Seriously, Kevin Feige is... He is my new... Like, you know, for me, there's three geniuses in the world. There is George Lucas. Then there's... uh, Then there's... um, uh, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko. And then there's Kevin Feige. <laughs> um, you could probably count that as four, four geniuses, but I, I'm sorry. But the, uh, Kevin Feige is just like, he's become a massive, like, just creative genius when it comes to the MCU. Just based on that line from WandaVision alone. What is grief if not love persevering? Oh. Oh, dang it, I want to cry now. <laughs> so, um, there's that. Uh, and the final question. How do you think Falcon and Winter Soldier will tie into the overall MCU? Well, it's like I said. I think it's going to tie directly into Armor Wars. Um, I believe that we're going to see... This is going to set up um, the scenario that Kevin Feige, um, the the premise that Kevin Feige pitched at the Disney's Investors Day, which was, what happens when Tony Stark's tech gets in the wrong hands? I believe Sharon Carter is going to be the ultimate cause of that. And I also believe, here's what I also think, and this is something I wanted to bring up. Um, when we talked about Armor Wars, and this is something I've been thinking about lately, I do believe Justin Hammer is going to return in that series. I think Justin Hammer is also going to be one of those bad people that gets a hold of Tony's tech. Because remember, in Iron Man 2, he was 
trying to replicate the Iron Man suit. You know? So who knows where they could go? Like, maybe Sharon takes some of Tony's, um, uh, maybe sh uh, he takes the, uh, uh, oh gosh, what, what was I going to say here? The, uh, the nanotech Iron Man suit and starts selling it to other, to other people, including one of those people being Justin Hammer. Like, like, <clears throat> that would be fantastic. And it would also kind of just, um, again, it would just bring everything together and tie everything together and bring it all into this one nice thing. Because, again, that's what the MCU has done very well, is, is, yes, telling these stories that are very standalone, but also having them all tie in to the same storyline and the same world, you know. And that's what we're seeing now with with these uh with these shows like Falcon War Soldier um is obviously being hugely set up in the ne in the next uh um uh in the the future of the MCU as far as we uh, as far as we know. Um so there's that. All right guys. Uh but that will do it for this episode of the Web Streamers Podcast. I know I posted on my Instagram and said this would go up at 8 p.m. I lied. Um, I'm actually recording this right around. I'm no no joke. I'm finishing recording this podcast right around 8:26, closer to 8:30. So, yeah, obviously I I, but I had a pretty busy day today. Pretty pretty busy uh, day on. On a on a wonderful Saturday, but as I also announced on my on my Instagram tomorrow, we are going to be doing an Oscars pre-show and an Oscars post-show. Um, in honor of the Academy Awards uh, coming out tomorrow, we're going to be doing an Oscars post-show and pre-show that will go up on the same night uh, on the same day. So you definitely want to go ahead and uh, tune in and listen on. Uh, for uh, go ahead and listen uh, out for that. Um, now, now here, now, don't actually. I should take that back. Um, we might not be able to do the post show. Um, just because I'm, I'm actually going. Fun fact: I'm actually going to go see Mortal Kombat tomorrow. So, so there, there's that. I'm uh going to see Mortal Kombat tomorrow, so I might not do the post-show, um, the pre-show, but there will definitely be a post-show. I'm definitely going to do a post-show. So don't be surprised if you don't see a pre-show, but I will do a post-show. I'm going to do the post-show, and I'm going to talk about my thoughts on this year's Oscars and how they did it and what they're going to do. So, yeah, very excited to see how... Uh, uh, very, very excited for you guys to tune in for that. Um... And uh, yeah, let me know, guys. Let's keep this conversation going. What What did you guys think of the Falcon and Winter Soldier overall series? What What was your favorite episode? What was your least favorite episode? What was your favorite part? Like favorite moment, favorite scene, whatever. Talk, let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep the conversation going about Falcon and Winter Soldier. And um, 
yeah, keep firing in those questions for the Webster's podcast. We're gonna we always tend to choose the best questions. Obviously, we had a load of really great questions. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.